listeners, if, if you hear this podcast coming up this week, uh, it was not that smooth. <laughs> God, yeah. that was that was going to take some editing right there. Plus, my screen keeps going dark, and it never happens on a recording. I don't know what the hell that's about, but uh, it's the really Danish got winter, on my race. friend. It's getting... Danish winter effect. Yeah, well, the, the sky can go dark, not my screen. I don't know what that's all been about, but uh, yeah, I tell you the harmony of it. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of an interesting yeah. episode. Got inter- interrupted with some work stuff, uh, <clears throat> which you listeners won't have to hear. <laughs> yeah, thank, thankfully, I wish I didn't have to hear it, but that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, and then Chris and I just with some beauty, <laughs> beauty awkward pauses and talking yeah, over each other, pa- and just... then and then tongue twisted three quarters of the time. And 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 people, we sincerely apologize about how brutal we are with your names. We really are. Um, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Kai. Apologies. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, Connor. Yeah, uh, you can go right ahead and correct me. I, I that French background of mine, I want to pronounce the S, you know, on uh, where it is placed. But if it's Dumanil, uh, awesome. Just let us know. Uh, sincerest apologies. But uh, yeah, it's it's I'd like the really the fantasy league here because it's exposing you to look at more players, right? Uh, yeah. You know, watch more clips. You know, it's fun watching the juggling going on. Uh, Brendan's gonna be crapped on us by the rest of the year just because he's destroying living heck out of us uh, which is yeah. great because you know awesome his junior players are stepping it on up and you know crushing it out there for him but i still will be always always bitter about not getting jake to snake on my team <laughs> oh that would have been perfect huh yeah oh we yeah. have the snakes that would have been yeah jake the snake yeah that's too <laughs> bad man yeah what can you do but um no it's it is fun i mean that's the reason I implemented the rules I did for the league, um, because I know uh, at that point we were still going to have um, potentially Michelle in the league as well. But Michelle got uh, an internship with an AHL club. So big congrats to her. And um, but, yeah, it's so she was really busy at that exact time we were doing the draft and everything. And she was just kind of keeping it uh, to herself. And um, but. Yeah, it was. I, I knew if I had her in the league and and Brendan that they would load up on Eagles and Bulls, and that's all we'd be talking about. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I know myself too. I'd have probably loaded up on a couple specific teams. So to implement the rule of you can only have you know out of your ten player roster, you can only have one player per team because there's eighteen teams in the West. Um, I'm like that's going to force people to look outside their comfort zone. And uh, and and start to explore some other teams and and start learning about some of these other players, especially since there was such growth in the West this year. I mean, you're talking the the Pacific and the Mountain divisions in the USPHL each grew by a team, even in the Northwest division came out of nowhere with five teams. So you're talking seven teams there um, when we only had 11 to look at before between the Mountain division and the Pacific. Um, you know, it it forced people to take a look around and, and do their research and try to figure out what player they might want to draft. And yeah, so it's, it's been really fun to, to learn about the players and watch them uh, this season and, and actually see how these teams that have been struggling are starting to pick it up like Idaho falls right now. Wow. I mean, they've had some new acquisitions and they are, they're, they're becoming strongly competitive now. I mean, uh, I think they, they were in a close loss to Ogden, uh, I believe, like three to two this past weekend. Uh, they beat Provo uh, after Provo beat them. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, these, these wins are starting to come for both Provo and Idaho Falls because, again, for all intents and purposes, Provo is pretty much a brand-new team. Uh, the other team was sold, and this is a new team. Um, and uh, I think, like I said, Casterstone and Yushikov are the only players uh, that were on the previous team in Provo that are on the current Predators roster. So it's an expansion team. <laughs> you know, it's new ownership, new coaches, new everything. So, um, you know, those teams are dealing with their struggles. Them in Bakersfield. Um, and then even look at teams like Rock Springs. And uh, Rock Springs is a true expansion team in the Northwest where the other four teams aren't. But Rock Springs is doing pretty good. I mean, they're, they're not doing too shabby. Uh, but coming into the league, teams like Bellingham and, and the Rogue Valley Royals, the wins are they're coming, but they're not coming as frequently as, as those players and coaches would, would hope, you know, really hope for. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun. It's really I love the USPHL Western uh, side of things and, uh, and and seeing what these players are doing. And uh, it really is. It's a fun privilege to be able to watch these games and listen for that peak in the voice. And um, uh, I feel like since this is an unedited version of the show, I might be able to think about the three teams I want to call out for the goal scanning and i want to say it's sorry brendan but the northern colorado eagles i don't know if they're doing it anymore but they were doing it early in the season the ontario junior reign uh and there's another team can't think of who it is yet but when it pops into my head i'll call them out but uh if if a guy scores just keep i know he's not the home guy i get it keep (laughs) the the camera is not meant for those inside the arena and it's not meant for the person behind the camera who's been offended that the other team scored keep like you know how much stuff happens after a goal like a there's a celebration that's the fun part that's the thing that those families who you know release their kids to play in this junior hockey league that aren't there physically with them can see their kids celebrate a goal but also have you never seen a goalie just take out the legs of a guy who's standing in his crease celebrating a goal it's fun that's what you want to see um so keep the Keep the camera on the goal scorer. The, the, watch the celebration. It's part of the game. You don't see in the NHL, oh, the Buffalo Sabres scored against the Ottawa Senators. They're going to pan away, go to the center of the ice, all upset. No. Follow the player. Follow them fist bumping all their teammates. It's part of the game. It's not up to you as the cameraman to decide that I want to point the camera down in the middle. Um, I think I called out Pueblo for this last year, and they don't do it anymore. Um, I don't know if it's because of me. I'm sure I was definitely not the only person complaining about it. Um, I was just one of many. But NOCO is doing it this year, or was. Um, I don't. Again, I can't recall if they actually did it most recently, but they were doing it in the beginning of the season, and so was on the Ontario Junior Reign. But there's one other team. Just stop it. If you can hear this podcast, stop it. Just, just follow the goal scorer. I mean, it's... It's uh, just irritating. Gets under my skin, but it's 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 fun because I can watch these games and you know what? It's listening for the peak in the um the broadcasters' voices is what allows me to be like. I, I've learned though, there's some broadcasters where if they're like, "Oh, great save," I'm like, "Okay, that." But you say that about every other save, so it's like the boy who cried wolf right there. Like, cause I'm like, uh, if I'm not exactly looking at the television for that save, because I'm wearing my headphones around the apartment, um. I've learned with some of them, I'm like, I really have to wait for his voice to screech before I actually decide whether or not it's going to be an actual good save. You know what I mean? There's some great saves out there, but I want that, you know, those 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 expert, like, 
those beauties that I'm going to, you know, feature in November, in December, you know? Well, it's interesting, you know, because <clears throat> every announcer is different. It's not an easy job. Uh, no, I'd love no, to announce not. a game at some point. Could you imagine us, though, trying to announce a game and messing up players' names? Oh, sorry about that. Uh, totally <laughs> made an awesome save there, but I cannot pronounce your last name, but beauty save. Um, yeah. but, you know, it's not an easy job, but yeah, you know, I'll no. even say it about any league that I watch, you know. When I hate Homer callers, right? You know, you can celebrate your your team a little bit more, but give credit where credit's due. Don't take something away from another player, another team. You know, Austin Matthews lights up a nice goal. I'm not, you know, you know, crapping on. I'm like, ah, that was a nice goal, nice shot, right? If he's yeah, playing yeah. against my Montreal Canadiens when he scores, I'll be swearing my head off in French, but still say, oh, that was a nice goal, right? So yeah, yeah that's usually the way I look at it because I used to love the old CBC broadcasting where they weren't picking any favorites. They would just call the game and it was passionate on both sides, calling out a really great save. You know, somebody does a dirty hit, not, you know, and it was a star player, like still saying, OK, yeah, it's, that's BS. <laughs> you know, they shouldn't get away yeah. with it. So I kind of miss that old school style of calling. Right. Um, your Buffalo yeah. Sabres announcer, your favorite there. He was pretty good about that. You know, he, he wouldn't do top shelf it. where mama hides the cookies for the other team, but he would still say, oh, that was a, you know, a, a comedy would still, you know, you know, point out a really good Give shot. credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's all you need to do doing this. Right. That's what we want to see. Right. So I don't yeah. want somebody that's a homer that's just calling for his own team. I want somebody that's going to call the game, you know, and call the game equally, like just call out a beautiful save, a nice pass, nice hit you know, beauty goal, you know, and then camera yeah. stay on the celly. Sellies are one of the biggest part of this game. It's really interesting. So, um, and we don't get that many goals normally in, you know, in hockey games, you know, that it becomes not a big deal, right? It's not the NBA where there's a basket every 30 seconds. Right. So, yeah. And there's, you know, really, there's some, there's some, there's some great broadcasters. Um, that we obviously we talk Brendan is you know extremely uh incredible at what he does uh not only for the the noco eagles but for the for the noco owls and you know it's a baseball team um and uh you know he's incredible at this job there and you don't you don't hear any bias in his calls you don't hear that you don't hear the great announcers you don't hear the bias in the call and there's are there are announcers too where sometimes i think they let it slip um, there's, okay. There's one set of broadcasters that really gets under my skin, um, which is weird because they actually call a pretty good game. Um, and for the most part, like I said, for the most part, they generally sound relatively unbiased until they end up with their, until something gets, I don't know, they, they have specific team that they hate. Um, and I say that, but I now think back to a team that's new into the league that they really called out for stuff too. And at the end of the day, they're, these are, these are grown men. You are grown men calling a game for junior hockey players that you know, they're between 16 and, and 20. So when they score a shootout goal, don't be upset that, Oh, they're celebrating. They like, they want a Stanley cup. That's part of the game. It's a team coming together. This is not the team that hurt your feelings last year, buddy. It's, it's a new group of guys. Yeah. There's some returning players, but some of these, some of these guys take offense to some stuff and it's like, dude, they're, they're junior hockey players. 
that are celebrating a shootout victory against more than likely one of the best teams in the USPHL, let them celebrate it. Let them celebrate it. Why Why do you have to diminish that and then take offense to it and, and call it classless? It's a classless. What do you mean? Do you not watch your team celebrate victory and celebrate, you know, goals in other arenas? I don't get it. Well, Some of the these guys just too, take to it. The other thing, too, Chris, is the, the, what we never yeah. see as fans. We're not in that locker room. We don't know That's what's true. going on with that team, what's going on with those players. Like maybe that player that scored that goal had something that they were, you know, overcoming at that time, right? Maybe yep. it was a big uplifting thing because the team was dragging. We don't know. So when they get that spark, celebrate it. You know, I see the same yep. thing in the NHL where some, you know, after people comment, oh, you know, plan the parade or, you know, what are they celebrating yeah. so hard for? Like, Shut up. That's part of yeah, the game, right? And when you're on the it's losing end, part yeah, of the game. Yeah, but when you're yeah. losing it, it sucks. But hey, you know, like your team loses, you know, so be it. But you know, like cowboy up, whatever term you want to give that, right? Just suck it on up and you know, let it go, you know, and then look for, you know, how your team did in the game. Heck, if your team made it to the shootout, they must have played pretty darn well to get there at the first place, right? So look for a yeah. positive and then give the nod to somebody else and you know, this is going to happen. Like there was at one point, you know, it was said about the NHL, not enough passion and blah, 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 blah. At one point. Well, here it is. Right. The young kids are celebrating. Yeah. Let them celebrate. You know, let them carry yeah. that on through. Let let the fans get engaged with that, because there's yeah. no better feeling than when, you know, I, I'll say this. There's no better feeling than, you know, being scoring a big goal in front of your home crowd. You know, or making the big save yeah. in front of your home crowd. But sometimes it's great to suck the air out of the building, right? It's just that feeling to watch them all go quiet because <laughs> yeah. you did it, yeah, right? And yeah. that's perfectly fine, too. It's all part of life. It's all part of the game. So celebrate it all, guys, except for yeah. the dirty and hits I mean, and I, that type of stuff because no, you like, always hear me say. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't care if that dirty hit was by a player on one of my favorite teams. I'll call a dirty hit a dirty hit um, because I don't I don't want that in a game. I don't because you don't – not even at the pro level. Seriously, not even at the NHL level do I want to see some guy with a nasty headshot and that ends his career. You don't want to see that at any level of hockey, especially in these junior ranks, though, where they're not making money. You know what I mean? So – it's uh, it's not an ex- it's not a cheap sport. It's a quite expensive sport, and uh, you know these these uh these players are chasing a dream, and it, it just celebrate their their victories, and you know, and again that's the thing is I'm not telling any of these broadcasters specifically the last ones I just kind of went on a small rant about not to be happy when their team scores. I want to hear that. I don't want to hear a passionless you know broadcaster. I want to hear the passion because that's the other thing is they know these generally they know these players a lot better too because it isn't just them broadcasting they're involved with the team on multiple levels so these aren't just names on the back of a jersey for these guys you know they know these kids they know their stories and so they can take things a little bit more personally and you, you hear that but you just don't want it them doing that doesn't mean you have to diminish the other side even if you don't think highly of a specific player from another side you don't you don't say that as a grown man about a junior hockey player so well and you know, let's also talk, talk about, about this the, aspect chris is the yeah. fact that these are young men you know they're coming yeah. into their own that are no I'm longer with their families they're moving away to go play hockey right which is yeah. a really tough thing to do right so yeah you know so it's that's the other aspect of this again right so 
you know, we're sorry we're harping on about so much about this, but it is the truth. Like, there's nothing, you know, to go along with a great game of hockey. Because if you ever watch it without the sound, it's a little bland, right? You know, unless you're there live, right? Because if you're not there live, you're on the TV. The play-by-play can suck you into the game more. And sometimes when they catch something that you happen to miss, it just really, you know, ramps up that energy for the game. Yeah, and there's some great broadcasters out there, some young and upcomings, and it's a... Again, like there's some I enjoy listening to. Like, you know, you're gonna get some weird comments from some of these guys. And again, I won't say any of the the broadcasters' names, and maybe I'll just say teams because I think and maybe I'll say names if if it's a positive thing. Why not call out um, some names? Because like I think uh, I don't know his first name, but Wakeland uh, with the Pueblo Bulls, he's fun to listen to. Sometimes he just says some things where you're like, okay, well that was funny. <laughs> But, but he's fun to listen to, and you know it's personal for him. Um, but uh, I look forward to Bulls games, not only for that, but they have, you know, lots of little things that it, it makes it fun to, you know, to see. And so, and then some of these upcomers, um, you got, uh, I don't know, I don't know their names, but uh, you've got the, the, the Rock Springs Prospectors broadcaster. I think he's only done a couple games so far. He's new to calling hockey. Um, I think the Ogden Mustangs broadcast right now is new to call him hockey. I think he's a baseball broadcaster. So um, it's nice to hear these people that are coming into hockey and starting to call it. Um, you, you can just tell, I think, uh, what game I was just watching, Lake Tahoe, I want to say, where the guy played on the team last year. Yeah, because he was talking about practice the year before with getting used to the altitude um i want to hear those stories those are the fun ones to hear and uh you know but you know they probably uh don't want to hear us keep ranting on about this on a, on a bonus unedited episode um and i'm sure you got to get back to work man and i'm just going to get back to watching i don't remember which game i'm on but i just watched provo and I t- i'm disappointed you didn't, get to, you didn't get to see the the stuff i sent your way um, yeah because honestly defiore robbed provo I'll be I'll yeah. be definitely checking it out later, my friend. So yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all for this bonus episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great one, hockey fans. Bye. Bye.